What does it mean to be an enemy of the cross of Christ? An accusation that St. Paul makes against certain Philippians in our second reading. Taken in isolation, this could mean that anyone opposed to Jesus and the preaching of the gospel. It could mean the Judaizers of Paul's time, who preached that Christians had to be circumcised in order to be true believers. It could mean the pagan authorities, who killed Paul and would spend the next 250 years persecuting and killing the Christians of the Roman Empire. It could mean members of the nascent Christian community in Philippi, who professed belief in Jesus, but who never seriously committed to living out their faith. And St. Paul could very well have meant all three, since he attacks each of these groups in his other New Testament letters. But in this passage, St. Paul does not call them enemies of Christ. He calls them enemies of the cross of Christ, which is something a little bit more specific. This seems to indicate that the people St. Paul has in mind are not opposed to salvation or even the Incarnation, but specifically set themselves against the fact that Jesus suffered and died the truths that we see in the cross. The next two lines bear this out. Their God is their stomach. It's a phrase that indicates that such people value their comfort, maybe even their decadence over all else. And their glory is their shame means, as best as I can tell from the Greek, something that should call to mind those people today who think it is funny to be gross or rude. Basically, people who are so focused on their own wills and desires and interests that they have no regard for societal norms or cultural modesty. In short, it seems that when St. Paul speaks about enemies of the cross of Christ, he is speaking about those who refuse to suffer as Jesus suffered. Those who are only invested in their own desires and their own interests, and who will not sacrifice their comfort for their own good or the good of others. St. Paul is speaking about those who refuse to do the hard thing. My friends, Christianity is very much the religion of the hard thing. The followers of Buddha are promised freedom from earthly attachments. The followers of Muhammad are promised the simplicity of obedience. But the followers of Jesus are always promised the cross. There is no way around that. If we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, Jesus' footsteps, Jesus' life, always leads to the cross. One cannot be a Christian without taking upon oneself the cross. And the great Christian heroes are the heroes of the cross, the heroes who did the hard thing. In the first generations, we see hundreds, maybe thousands of Christians being killed for refusing to burn incense to the emperor, for refusing to choose the state over their god. And though martyrdom has never ceased in Christendom, In the next generations, we also see holy men and women who voluntarily renounced money 
pleasure, power, and honor for the sake of Christ. Men and women who chose to do the hard thing because they wished to embrace the cross of Christ for the sake of holiness and evangelization. What could have motivated these people to choose this path? What could possibly motivate us to choose this path? Why would we ever adhere to a religion that requires suffering as a prerequisite for salvation? A religion that glorifies a God who was brutally tortured and then encourages its followers to unite themselves to this act of savagery as though they were being tortured with him. Why would we ever choose to do the hard thing and accept the cross? Well, first, we choose to do the hard thing because Jesus chose to do the hard thing. Look at the transfiguration described in today's gospel. Jesus is hanging out with Moses and Elijah, radiating as though he had already been perfected, when then on top of that, a voice comes out of heaven to declare how awesome and important Jesus is. Do we really think that the Lord didn't have options? This is the guy who got so caught up in prayer that he made heaven visible on earth through his own body. Do we really think that he did not have the power or the influence necessary to avoid the cross? He certainly didn't want the cross, as the episode in the Garden of Gethsemane makes clear, but he embraced it anyway. He knew that the cross was the action by which he could enter into the deepest solidarity with his people. Once we fall in love with Jesus, once we begin to contemplate his life, once we begin to desire his presence, we quickly learn that choosing Jesus always means choosing the cross. This is not to say that we have to self-flagellate or seek out extreme penances, though God has called certain people to holiness through these means. We live in a very broken world. We are always going to have suffering. We are always going to have the cross near at hand. What sets a Christian apart is that rather than trying to eliminate or run from this inevitable suffering, as is the goal of, for example, Buddhism, a Christian accepts this suffering, embraces this suffering, and uses this suffering to grow closer to Jesus on the cross. Jesus' sacrifice brought about the salvation of the world, And so our smaller sacrifices always participate in that salvation. Second, we choose to do the hard thing because in some mysterious way, God has ordained that the most difficult things are the most meaningful. A lasting marriage is hard. Raising children is hard. 
career advancement or leaving behind a career to do something greater is hard. And nothing in this life is harder or more worthwhile than personal holiness. Growing in virtue, leaving behind our favorite bad habits, trying to choose the right thing even when we think that our peers or our family members will shun us. This is incredibly difficult. But it's worth it. The sacrifice and the sacrifices and the sufferings that accompany holiness show us that we are on the right track and that we are growing closer to our suffering Lord. My brothers and sisters in Christ, as we enter more deeply into the season of Lent, let's pray to God that he might grant us the grace to follow him to the cross, whatever the cross might be in our lives. Let's pray for the grace to do the hard thing, Because it is in these little sufferings and sacrifices that we will find our closeness to Jesus. It is in these sufferings and these sacrifices that we will find our salvation.